The energy you put into something is more important than the something itself. I want you to know it doesn't just look like maybe the way I do it or the way that you've seen it done in the past or maybe the way that you've been doing it. You don't really like doing it. Your business can expand beyond you. You have to make sure that you are willing to scale yourself. This is Aligned and Ambitious Radio. Welcome back to Aligned and Ambitious Radio. We are getting as intimate as it gets in this week's episode because I wanted to share my birth story with you guys. I know I shared this on Instagram after we had the baby, but I feel like it really deserved a whole audible podcast episode on it because it was the most intense, beautiful experience I've ever had in my life. And I've had a lot of questions on just the home birthing experience and everything in between. So I wanted to share it. So as soon as I hit 37 weeks in pregnancy, I was doing pretty much everything I could to induce labor naturally. I was so damn uncomfortable at the end of my pregnancy. I had really, really intense heartburn, no matter what I ate, even drinking water, no matter what time of day, it was just absolutely brutal. My feet grew like three sizes. They were so swollen. I couldn't sleep. The baby took up so much room in my stomach. Um, More to come on that later because I've had multiple providers tell me that because my torso is so small, the baby just took up every single square inch that he possibly could, making it not really comfortable for him and definitely not comfortable for me. So needless to say, at the end of pregnancy, I was just like, here's your eviction notice, buddy. We can't wait to meet you. So come on out. And I was telling my husband every day, every day for like two weeks straight, I was like, Maybe tonight's going to be the night. Maybe it's going to happen in the morning. Maybe today is the day. Maybe tomorrow is the day. I mean, I was even trying to manifest it in every way that I could to get him to come early. And my midwife prepared me that most natural births, especially for first time moms, can go on an average 10 days late. And I was like, oh, fuck no, (laughs) we are not going 10 days late. We're not going two weeks late. We're not going a week late. Like this baby's coming out. And so his due date was October 13th. Now I remember it was October 11th. So it was two days before my due date. Um, I stayed up all night. I stayed up all night till like two in the morning. Maybe it's not all night, but it was all night for me because I was going to bed at like eight o'clock. I love my sleep. So I got into the Netflix series clickbait and I was just binging hardcore. I stayed up till two 30. I watched so many episodes. And I remember before I went to bed that night, I said to my husband, (laughs) the first time I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say maybe tomorrow's going to be the day. I feel like I really just need to let go. He's going to come when he's going to come. It's going to be, you know, within the next two weeks, we know that with certainty. So I'm going to stop, you know, anticipating it. I'm going to stop bringing attention to it. And I really am just surrendered to this process. So that was at 2.30 in the morning. Okay. 4 a.m. An hour and a half later, 
I woke up <laughs> in fucking labor. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, I went to the bathroom. There was blood. I started feeling really crampy. I woke my husband up. I'm like, it's happening. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. So, you know, my birth team prepared me for the process of labor. And so all the classes that we've been taking, you know, it was explained to us that most of the time you labor for a little while and then it kind of dies out. And sometimes you labor throughout the night and then things die out in the morning and then you start to labor again when the sun goes down and there's all these stages of labor. And so, you know, it was, I was on an hour and a half of sleep, right? And I, it was four in the morning. So I said, I'm just going to go lay back in bed and try to get some sleep because of course I'm going into labor on no sleep when every other night I was getting great, beautiful quality sleep. And so I was like, all right, well, they say, you know, it comes in waves and it's really, really early. It just started. So I'm going to lay down. That was not my experience. I could not fall back to sleep. I was so uncomfortable. The contractions kept coming by 8 a.m., I was in the shower trying to alleviate pain because it was intense really quickly. I didn't end up falling back to sleep. So I went into labor on no sleep. That was, I think, one of the most challenging things because you're automatically sleep deprived when you go into labor to begin with, because labors are like 20 hours. So you're already going for 20 hours, but at least you sleep the night before. So I went like 40 plus hours on no sleep. And again, I'm someone who gets a lot of sleep most of the time in my regular day to day. So this was challenging in so many ways, so many ways. So we had our home birth, my mom and my husband's mom were there. And I just was laughing because I told them, I was like, it's time I'm in labor. Um, they show up. My mother-in-law was like, it was truly like his birthday party. She brought snacks. She brought subs. Sweet. She had a fruit tray, cheese and crackers, any kind of snack I could have wanted. Um, and I was like, it literally feels like a party. And so contractions continued on and continued on so that now we're in, it's October 12th. It's October 12th and his due date is the 13th. So I'm laboring and I'm laboring and laboring and it fucking hurts like a bitch. Um, I was in contact with my doula, my midwife, and around 2.30 that afternoon, they ended up coming over. And I thought for sure, because they warned me of this, they said, sometimes you might think you're closer than you actually are. So sometimes we'll come to you, we'll assess, we'll see how far you are, how you're progressing, and we might go home and then come back because we don't want to be sleep deprived or burnt out when, you know, things get hot and heavy and the baby's actually coming out. So they came and, you know, I was telling my mom, I'm like, they're for sure going to come assess and then leave because it's just you know, we're not there yet. And they kind of sat me down. They started talking to me and I, I literally was bracing myself for them to leave, even though I really didn't want them to, because I was like, let's get this baby out. Um, but they were like, we're going to stay because things are just progressing. The contractions are progressing. You're moving along very, very quickly. And I was like, great. You know, it's two 30 in the afternoon. We're going to have a baby by 8 PM. That did not happen. <laughs> that did not happen. Um, things obviously got more intense as the time went on. 
And I just kept remembering. I was like, someone tell me to get in the birth bath because I know once I get in the birth bath, that means he's coming. And the contractions just got so heavy that I was like, why is no one telling me to get in the birth bath? Like with how this feels, he has to be coming out now. And he wasn't, Um, he still wasn't. And the tub wasn't even filled actually. So I was like, we haven't even filled the tub yet. That must mean we're a while away. So eventually- I would say like nine o'clock, eight or nine o'clock. Um, my doula was like, all right, let's get the tub filled. So we're filling the tub. You guys, there's a hole in the tub. There's a hole in the tub and water is leaking all over the place. And I really wasn't even panicked at this point because I was like, we are in the situation and it is what it is. And I would love, love, love to birth in a tub. That is my vision. That's my dream. But if it doesn't happen, it's okay. Well, my husband and our doula, Pauline, worked very closely together to put together anything they could. They ended up finding this plastic and lining it with a bunch of pieces of plastic and filling it up. And it worked. They got the tub to fill, which I was so, so grateful for. And I got in the tub probably around 11 o'clock. And I was like, all right, we're going to have a baby by midnight. And that still was not the case. (laughs) So remember, I woke up at 4am. Here we are at midnight. That's like a long time without sleep. My body is just doing hard fucking work. I'm absolutely depleted. And, um, I get in the tub and there was some relief there. And then I really had to start pushing. So now I'm in like active labor where like, no, the baby's really coming. And I have to tell you, it was the most, it was the most painful thing I've, I've ever went through. And I'm someone who has a pretty low tolerance for pain, to be honest. And I never told my birth team that because I, I knew birth was going to be painful and I was mentally prepared for that. And I handled it like a champ, but once that baby started to come out and I really had to push, it was like, holy hell, somebody help me. So that was around 11 o'clock. This baby was not born until 2.35 in the morning. 2.35 in the morning on October 13th on his due date. And that's some crazy percentage, like 5% of babies are actually born on their due date because their due date is really, it's it's a guess. It's up in the air. It could be earlier. It could be later. Um, And so it's very rare that a baby is born just on his due date. But I apparently manifested it all that time. And it's such a lesson for me because the night that I decided to surrender and let go and stop manipulating, stop focusing, stop forcing, he came, which is just (laughs) a big, profound lesson in and of itself for all of us. So I'm in the tub and I'm pushing and this is where I really, I was empty. I really reached my end point. I didn't scream. I mean, I was, you know, I was screaming during contractions, but I didn't scream at anyone and I didn't feel frustrated until the very end. And I just remember laying there and, you know, they're all looking at me and they're just telling me, you know, one more push, a couple more, he's almost out. His, his head's coming out and I'm pushing and pushing and pushing. And the time just feels like it's, it's passing by and they're telling me he's coming and he's not. And I remember screaming, can somebody please help get this baby out of me? Um, I was so frustrated. I was so frustrated. Um, so finally my midwife makes a call and all I can really hear her say, because really you guys, I was, 
I was empty at this point from being on no sleep and pushing for all those hours. I was delusional. My husband got in the tub with me. He, he had to help keep my body afloat because I was just like a limp noodle, but I had to push anyway. It was, it was intense. Um, and I just remember hearing my midwife say, we need to get her out of the tub. And I'm thinking to myself, this baby's head is hanging out of me. It's coming out of me. How the fuck am I going to get out of this tub and change positions with this baby hanging out of me? And that was like a scary, I would say like maybe scary two minutes. I heard my mom start to panic. I saw the look on my mother-in-law's face. Um, My mom was like, should we call an ambulance? Do we call an ambulance? They ended up calling an ambulance just in case. That was my request. I was like, if there is a question that anything could potentially be wrong with this baby or myself, um, like we will have traditional medical intervention. I am not above that. I am not opposed to that. I have no resistance to that. So they called. If you know deep in your soul that 2022 is going to be the year you break through six figures in your business, I invite you to join the 2022 cohort of the CEO Mastermind. The CEO Mastermind is a five-month experience where your big business dreams transform into a flourishing and fulfilling business reality. We have a few spots left and we kick off in February. So you can go to alignedandambitious.co forward slash mastermind for all of the details and to claim your spot. I, all I remember was pretty much everyone in the room just took my body and like flopped me out of the tub because I could not get out of the tub myself. So I'm on my hands and knees in my dining room floor. I look down, there's blood everywhere. There's water everywhere. I'm like, what is going on? Um, but I was so gone at that point. So gone mentally, so gone physically. And I heard I didn't hear. I shouldn't say I heard. I felt. I felt fear in the room. I felt fear from my mom. I felt fear from my mother-in-law. Um, at this point, our dog, Marley, started to really act up. I mean, he was there the whole labor, the whole time, the whole birth, even when I got in the tub. And he was minding his own damn business. He was such a good boy. But I think he felt the energy in the room. So he started to bark. He started to get up in my face. And I just remember I was looking down at my hardwood hardwood floor on my hands and knees. And I literally in my head, I was like, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. I have to let go. I have to release. I can't be afraid that something's wrong with my baby. And I can't be afraid that something's wrong with myself because that, that's not going to help anything. So what my midwife ended up saying is his shoulder was actually stuck in my pelvis. So going back to what I said at the beginning of the episode about me having a really short torso, um, his head got stuck because I'm just a small person. He was a big baby. So he got stuck up there. So if we would have stayed in the tub and his head came out, but the rest of his body didn't, then obviously he would have been on you know, underwater and not able to breathe. So that's why they had to get me out of the water because his head was coming out, but the rest of his body was not. And when they were telling me one more push, they ended up saying after one more push, he should have just flew out. But because he had the shoulder dystocia, 
is why he didn't, is why you had to push for so long, is why we had to get you out of the water. It all made perfect sense. So my midwife, like, you know, trigger warning graphic, my midwife literally as his head was out also reached her hand in there in me to pull the baby out. And she did. And she did. And he was healthy and he was crying. And I just remember seeing the umbilical cord and everyone's like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm still on my hands and knees. I don't know what to do. I know the placenta still needs to come out. And I'm just like, can I see my baby? So they like slid him under me (laughs) and I saw him and I was like, oh my God. And that's really all I had. And I want to be really transparent about how bonded I felt immediately after he was born, because I was presented with the idea that your baby's born and it's euphoric and you bond and you breastfeed and it's beautiful and you snuggle and you go to sleep and you ride the night away happily ever after. And that was not at all my experience. And that was a little bit traumatic for me, if I'm being honest. So the baby was born. Um, You know, I still had to birth the placenta out, which I did. And then I remember we had to go to the bathroom. They wanted to make sure I emptied my bladder. So I got up, I went into my bathroom and um, I think I was wearing underwear or maybe I was going to pee. I don't know. Some of this is a little bit blurry to me, but I remember seeing a clot of blood that looked like a brain. Like it was literally huge. And I just remember sitting on the toilet and my midwife is asking if I'm seeing stars. And that's all I remember. The next thing I remember is I'm on the ground and I'm waking up to a cold compress in my bathroom. (laughs) And um, I had a hemorrhage and I passed out. And so no sleep, right? Just really no sleep. Depleted physically, just passed out, needed fluids. I I was not well for days, honestly. And then they held me my baby and I wasn't even there to comprehend the magnitude of, oh my God, this is my baby. I just birthed my baby. Our baby is here. He's healthy. You know, those, you, that euphoria, um, trying to breastfeed, hell no, I couldn't even hold up my head by myself, let alone like care for the baby that night. So that's kind of how it went. So he was born at 235. By the time, you know, I was in the bathroom, I had fainted, the ambulance ended up coming, we sent them home, um, getting some water in me, making sure I went to the bathroom, uh, all the things. We got to bed probably like, our birth team actually probably left at like five in the morning. So that was intense. The next day, not myself. I mean, you know, your baby's up every couple hours and they need to eat. And he was not latching. So I was automatically pumping right away. And I remember my brother, he came over like the third day after I had my baby. And he was, he told me after he's like, Taylor, you were, you were not Taylor when I saw you. So I ended up having two tears from his shoulder being stuck. I had one in the front and one in the back. (laughs) I don't want to get that graphic on this podcast. Um, So I had two tears and I just remember any time I went pee, I was crying on the toilet. It burned so bad. It burned so fucking bad. It literally felt like someone was dragging a knife across my vagina when I went pee. I know. I know. It it sounds horrible. It was horrible. Um, And I, 
it was like day four or five. I was just sobbing. I called my midwife. I was like, something's wrong. It's not healing. I, I can't even go pee. This is excruciating. So I ended up going to the emergency room. Still not caught up on sleep. And my body is just like, you know, just went through this huge trauma. It's recovering. And my mom's like, let's go to the emergency room. They're probably just going to stitch you up, um, give you something to at least relieve the pain and you'll be home. We went to the emergency room and that was not the case. They ended up admitting me to the hospital because I had an infection and they said, had I waited a little bit longer, the infection actually would have went into my bloodstream and it would have been a whole hell of a lot more dangerous than it actually was. So I ended up having an infection. Sometimes it just happens. It wasn't for any specific reason. Um, and they admitted me to infuse me with antibiotics, watch me overnight make sure everything was okay. And it was so hard to be away from our brand new couple day old baby after I already felt like I wasn't in the right state to like form that initial bond. And I just remember sobbing. I was sobbing to my mom. She was in the hospital with me. My husband and my mother-in-law were at home with the baby. And I was just like, I can't believe they're making me stay. I ended up staying until like mid-afternoon the next day felt a whole lot better, <laughs> went home. And that's kind of when the bond started. You know, my body was in such fight or flight that whole time, you know, like between the lack of sleep and the body and the healing and the tears and I couldn't pee and having a newborn and he wasn't breastfeeding. I I'm going to do a whole episode on my experience with breastfeeding because I have a lot to say about that. It has to be its own episode. And so there were just so, so many challenges. And then I felt, I felt fucked up because I'm like, why don't I feel this instant bond with this baby? And I have, I have a great support system, right? So, you know, they're just reminding me how intense the last week of my life has been. And now I'm finally healing. I can finally, you know, go to the bathroom in peace and, and walk and, you know, all of the things. Not, I was going to say I'm getting more sleep, but that was not the case with a newborn. And of course I fell in love with my baby and I am in love with my baby, but I just remember feeling really disappointed because you watch it on TV, you pop out a baby and then, you know, you're comfy and you're cozy and you're snuggling with your family. And like, that was, like I said, not my experience. Every birth experience is individual and perfect in their own way. But I just wanted to share mine because like I said, I had a lot of questions coming in on the home birth. So would I do it again? Totally. It was, like I said, the most beautiful and intense day of my life. And there's nothing wrong with intensity. I showed myself a new level of strength and surrender and both coexisted at once. And our baby was born happy and healthy on his due date, the 13th of October at 2.25 in the morning. And we are now living happily ever after. So that is my birth story. I'm excited to share more about just entering this new season of motherhood, having a baby. Um, our breastfeeding journey is something I'm definitely going to be sharing. My mental health postpartum experience is something I want to be sharing and talking with you very transparently about because I know there are a lot of um, either moms or moms-to-be or aspiring moms. Maybe you're not pregnant, but you know that you want to have a family one day. And I want to be a transparent voice to share my experience, just so you have a variety of experiences 
um, going into your own because I feel like I, I didn't know that these things could go a different direction. And I wish that I had more people, you know, in the content I was consuming, sharing transparently about their experiences. So more episodes to come on that, but thank you for listening. Thank you for being such a supportive part of this community. You know, the love after the baby was born was just so overwhelming. So many beautiful messages, so many beautiful comments, so many beautiful gifts sent to the house, just a really thoughtful, loving, genuine community we have in the Aligned and Ambitious family. So thank you for being a part of it. And I will see you next week on Aligned and Ambitious Radio. Thanks for listening to another episode of Aligned and Ambitious Radio. To stay connected in between episodes, follow me on Instagram at alignedandambitious.co and check out Aligned and Ambitious TV on YouTube. And as always, if this podcast is one that inspires you, make sure you subscribe and review the show. I'll see you next time and I hope the rest of your week is full of magic.